after a brief break due to illness, we're back with Florida Ag and Review for the week of June 11th, where we've been following the progress of the Farm Bill. Well, as the Farm Bill continues to inch its way through the Senate, bogged down by hundreds of amendments, there are a few so far that are pertinent to our growers here in the southeast. As Senate Budget Committee Chairman Kent Conrad has filed his amendment containing the target price-based commodity program. The amendment, which is supported by Georgia Senator Saxby Chambliss, would extend and improve the countercyclical program. Another amendment of interest would reduce the regulatory burden on producers and reaffirm the importance of the Federal Insecticide, Fungicide, and Rodentside Act in regulating pesticide applications, including those near or over bodies of water. The amendment submitted by Senator Kay Hagan of North Carolina has been praised by ag associations such as the National Cotton Council, with NCC President and CEO Mark Lang saying the requirement for producers to obtain a National Pollutant Discharge Elimination System permit for certain pesticide applications adds unnecessary and costly requirements for farms already in compliance with the FIFR pesticide use restrictions. And we had another story regarding an ongoing issue for our farmers, water. Well, water has long been a contentious issue here in our state, and despite recent rainfall easing the drought situation considerably, many remain on high alert when it comes to water quantity and quality. And one of those producers who has had to fight the water battle here recently is Joshua Moore, a watermelon grower in Gilchrist County who has been wrapped up in a dispute over irrigation of a watermelon field that butts up to a water bottling plant. make a long story short, they come in there and tried to shut the whole deal down just because they thought that I was going to contaminate the aquifer with the fertilization that I put out for the watermelon. Moore contends that the field in question has always been in agriculture along with several other fields in close proximity, but adds that the issue of water and water rice is just another issue that they as farmers are having to deal with. Every year it's been getting tougher and tougher. I've been around farming all my life. My father has grew watermelons since in the 70s, my stepfather, and, and that's who I'm still farming with. And the older he gets, he don't like to do the paperwork. So I took on that side of it and <laughs> go with a headache. But it, it's definitely getting tougher. You know, every year it just seems like you have to do more things to get permits and jump through hoops to make everybody happy. Moore says as for this year's crop, he was one of the last ones to plant due to the water permitting issue, which was finally somewhat resolved through a temporary water use permit. I get water month to month for my crop, and it looks like I'm going to get it all the way through my watermelon crop. But this particular piece of property, I have leased for about six years on my contract, and this was my first year. Therefore, I want to make sure that I get the permitting that I need to water for the next six years, you know, because it's the particular field I got planted in watermelons. I got another parcel that joins it that I could use the same well. So I'm already in far enough that I'm not backing down. You know, I'm going to fight it till the end because I feel like I'm in the right. It's agricultural. And that's what we stand for and we believe in. And not to forget our livestock producers, Randall Wiseman has this report on an announcement regarding antibiotics. U.S. Magistrate Judge Theodore Katz has ordered the Food and Drug Administration to evaluate the safety risk to human health associated with the use of antibiotics in food-producing animals. The judge rejected FDA's argument that it had addressed the threat from antibiotics by initiating a voluntary program encouraging the industry to use the drugs judiciously because public hearings would consume extensive periods of time and agency resources. The issue focuses mainly on the use of penicillin and two forms of tetracycline in animal feed. And we will wrap up for this week with Everett Greiner. Tobacco was harvested by hand, packed into a sled, which was pulled by a mule. Uh, One farmer I know had a mule that he'd slap on the butt when the sled was full, and the mule would pull the sled to the curing barn without a driver. That was about as close to automation as we came back then. Well, now... 
There are tractors that can be operated without a driver. Not every job, but many jobs can be handled by electronics guidance systems. Some require a driver to sit in the seat to monitor the operation, but some don't. Electronics does the work. At least three manufacturers are working to develop the system, which should be ready in a couple of years. Matter of fact, I read that one company in Europe will have one ready for operation this year. How many jobs can it do? I don't know. But typically one this year, two next year, maybe three or four. That's the way it generally goes. <laughs> Old Kate only had to pull one loaded sled. And remember, you can find these stories along with all the week's Southeast Stagnet reports on our website at southeastagnet.com. I'm Julie McPeak with Southeast Stagnet's podcast.